0: Welcome to More Than Amuse podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie.
1: Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello everyone and welcome to More Than Amuse. I'm Stani.
0: And I am Sadie and I'm excited to be back. And recording again, it feels, like, it feels like it's feels like it been a while because we took last week off. I mean, we didn't take last week's off episode, but we took last week off for of recording yeah. <laughs> and now we're back. So I'm excited. And you're in Nashville. I know. This is the first episode that we are doing from my Nashville apartment. It's been a crazy week. And today also I marks a week since we officially moved in. And That's so. I great. finally have a little desk. I like bought a desk from Amazon. And it's a little bit dinkier than I thought it would be and a little bit smaller. But you know what? It'll do the trick for now. That's all that matters. So true. Temporary fixes are sometimes very necessary. <laughs> exactly. And we've been ordering all of our furniture. And tomorrow, hopefully, the last, our bed should come. Like a bed frame. So oh, nice. That should be good.
1: Have you guys been doing the whole mattress on the floor?
0: Oh, yes. Mattress yeah. on the floor.
1: Which, you know what It isn't all classic. that
0: bad, but... you know an upgrade is probably in order so
1: (laughs) yeah are you happy to stay there forever are you sold on the nashville life
0: i am not gonna lie that i have really loved it so far it is a great city and it's so fun i started my job this last wednesday which is just like managing a music school out here, like a little teaching studio. That's so fun. And I I've really liked it. So it's been fun. I've been to like a couple riders rounds. I'm even I'm performing at a riders round at the end of September. So Wow, already getting um, it all set up. I'm very excited. It's been fun. So that's so fun. It's a really like awesome city too Mm -hmm. and I like literally live 10 minutes from downtown which is just I've never done that before so it's cool
1: that's so cool I know is the humidity really bad this time of year
0: it's not as bad as I thought that it would be I mean it's pretty hot and it's been raining so much and I feel like I'm such a Utahn because whenever like the rain gets crazy, I'm just like, wow, it's raining so heavy. But it's, <laughs> it is much more extreme than it is in Utah, yeah, to my credit. I so love
1: it. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's so exciting. I'm excited to hear more about it as you continue your... Me too. ...cross the country
0: journey. <laughs> oh man, it was truly a journey. And then this week has just been unboxing. And I like only half of our dresser is built... And so all of our clothes are just surrounding me on the floor right now. And I'm just (laughs) really excited for that to be all put away. So tomorrow morning, we're going to finish the dresser and get our clothes away. And I think I'll feel like I live here once that's Mm -hmm. done. That That makes sense. That'll be a good feeling. It, It will be. But I was able to go to the Country Music Hall of Fame on the Saturday after we moved in, like I said, we didn't really have a lot of furniture, which made moving in a little bit difficult because we had to wait for it all to come, which was great. Oh. And then it was pouring rain. So my husband's mom <laughs> came out with us and we had all these plans to do like sightseeing. And it was just pouring rain all weekend long (laughs) so thankfully we were able to find an indoor activity but on the way out of course we stopped at the country music hall of fame gift shop and i just took a picture of like a women in country puzzle they had and i decided Mm -hmm. that like okay whoever i know the least about on this like whichever name i don't recognize i figured that's who i would cover this week so i love we've got a country artist kind of you'll you'll see why kind of in a second but um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> her name is Minnie Pearl and she's basically a comedian more than she was oh. like a singer or an artist so there's like the asterisk on like country artist but she is a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame so I thought that was cool Love that. I know so yeah Minnie Pearl she's the comedian that we'll be talking about today and also by the way the Country Music Hall of Fame is really cool has the Taylor Swift Education Center which is Oh, is that where that was? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I saw your pictures of it, but
1: I wasn't sure where yeah. that was. <laughs> it was.
0: It was pretty awesome. I mean, it's the the Taylor Swift Education Center is basically just like they have a bunch of classrooms in there that they use for like I think educating kids on like songwriting and things like that in the museum. Oh, Okay. But then they do have a couple of like Taylor Swift things on display, and I was yeah, it was I like was some of her outfits and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, like the red coat that's from the red Taylor's version photo shoot, and like awesome. Is, and in, I don't know, a part of the museum where they have, like, something for every single, you know, major country person, they have, like, her classic sparkly guitar from the Speak Now era, and, like, the <laughs> sparkly it. dress from the Fearless tour, and I was, like, yeah. I was fangirling, so it was great. <laughs> no, that's so fun. Yes. Okay, well, should we just jump into Minnie Pearl, then? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, so... Minnie Pearl is actually born Sarah Ophelia Collie Cannon. Minnie Pearl is kind of like her stage character that she created, but she was born October 25th, 1912. And as I mentioned, she's known professionally as her stage character, Minnie Pearl. And she was an American comedian who who appeared at the Grand Ole Opry for more than 50 years and on the television show Hee Haw from 1969 to 1991 for a very brief like state of the arts what I wanted to talk about is just really what the Grand Ole Opry is partly for okay I live here now and country music is very a part of this scene so I figured I should learn myself but also I think it shows how big of a deal it is for her that she had such like a long-standing career there and Mm -hmm. like yeah she got like I don't know. Basically, all of her fame really came from what she was doing with the Grand Ole Opry. But the Grand Ole Opry is a weekly American country music stage concert in Nashville, Tennessee that was originally founded all the way back in 1925 by George D. Hay. But Whoa. it was... I know. So it's literally been around for, I guess, a couple years, a hundred years. So that's a yeah, long that's time. Crazy. But it actually started as a one-hour radio barn dance on WSM. But now it's owned and operated by like Opry Entertainment. But it is the longest-running radio radio broadcast in U.S. history. Which is cool. And it's now dedicated to honoring country music and its history. The Opry showcases a mix of famous singers and contemporary chart-topping, performing country, bluegrass, Americana, folk, and gospel music, as well as comedic performances and skits. Apparently, it attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors from around the world and millions of radio and internet listeners. So I think now they still have the radio show, but it's also accompanied with this Grand old Opry, like, Performance hall. And mm-hmm. to be like a country music, like inducted into the Grand Ole Opry or to like make your Grand Ole Opry debut, that's like a pretty big deal. So Yeah, it's basically like ugh, I don't even know what the I don't we don't really have anything that compares to that. Yeah, I couldn't really think of like a pop music equivalent or anything like that. But it's really one. Yeah, but it is a big deal for country yeah, music.
1: The biggest honor you can possibly get.
0: I feel like it's almost like the way to signify that you've like been accepted into like the establishment of country music or something like that.
1: Is performing at like Madison Square Garden like a big deal?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so maybe it's like close to that. I would say
0: thing. that. Yeah, I feel like Madison Square Garden is like a destination for like a lot of like people's yeah. homes, so.
1: Because like Billy Joel has had a residency at Madison Square Garden for like yeah. ten years now oh so kind of like that but with country music
0: i could i could see that yep i think that's a good yeah. one which cool. i mean country music stars can like also play at the you know Madison Square Garden but I feel like (laughs) it's you know the Grand Ole Opry is a big deal but in the 1930s the show began hiring professionals and expanded it to four hours so at first it just started to like a one hour thing where you know people could turn on and dance too but then it expanded they made the program a Saturday night musical tradition in nearly 30 states 1939 it debuted nationally on NBC radio and then eventually the Opry moved to a permanent home which was the Ryman Auditorium in 1943 as it developed in importance so did the city of Nashville which became America's country music capital. So I think it's cool that like The Grand Ole Opry was pretty instrumental in putting the city of Nashville on the map as a major music city. It said that like it holds such significance in Nashville that it is included as home of mention on the welcome signs of motorists and the Metro Nashville Davidson Country Line. So it's like, you know, as you're driving into Nashville, it's home of the Grand Ole Opry. So it's a big deal. And as I mentioned, it's remained one of country music's crowning achievements. And what I thought was cool is the phrase Grand Ole Opry was first uttered on radio on December 10th of 1927. At the time, the N- NBC Red Network's Music Appreciation Hour, which was a program with like classical music and grand opera, was followed by the barn dance that, you know, the Grand Ole Opry originally was. And so that evening, as the announcer was introducing it, as the show was introducing d ford bailey who was the show's first performer of the night george Hayes said the following he said for the past hour we've been listening to music largely from grand opera but from now on we will present the grand Ole opry and that's how it started which i think is cute
1: that is cute
0: so like i said originally started as a radio show that's what kind of Minnie pearl started it on then it kind of became like a tv thing that she would make appearances on and then you know now it's like a music venue that is a big deal here in the nashville area so, now let's dive into Minnie Pearl. Minnie Pearl is kind of like one of those artists where they're like, there's not a ton, a ton of information on her. But I don't think we've done a comedian. Have we? I think this is our first comedian. I don't... Well, Betty White, kind of. Oh, yeah, that's but true. But she was more
1: like a comedy actor, not like a stand-up comedian, right?
0: Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. And Minnie Pearl pretty much just did, I think, mainly just her like comedic routine for the, her whole life. So, that's anyways, funny. the first official comedian... Well, Minnie Pearl was actually born here in Tennessee in a really small town called Centerville in Tennessee, which is about 50 miles southwest of Nashville. And she was the youngest of five daughters of a of a really successful jack lumber magnate is what it says, but I'm not entirely sure what a magnate is. Anyways, and her mom was just a homemaker wife, but apparently they ended up losing their fortune in the Great Depression. So I wonder if that's maybe like why they moved to the small town i'm not sure but she actually graduated from ward belmont college which is now belmont university which fun fact is where my husband is now going. So oh, wow. I know I like as I was reading through, I like loved all the connections I was finding. So
1: yeah, that was
0: thought that was cool. And at the time, that was Nashville's most prestigious school for young ladies. So I think it maybe started as a girls school. And then now it's, you know, everyone can go. But she actually majored in theater studies and dance. And after graduating, she originally taught dance. So I think that was maybe her focus. But she did a lot of theater acting. But at 22 years old, she was aspiring to become an actress so she got a job as a basically a director for a community theater for the Wayne P. Sewell producing company. And what they would do is they would travel to small southern communities and they would stage plays owned by the firm. And then this is kind of funny. So while working in North Alabama, she met an elderly woman whose amusing country speak and speech and mannerisms inspired her to create a comic character that eventually became known as Minnie Pearl. And then her first stage performance as Minnie Pearl was in 1939 in Aiken, South Carolina. Her now famous hat, which I'll kind of talk about why that's famous or like what what the trademark of it. It was purchased Mm -hmm. downtown at Saraski Bros department store before the show. And the following year, executives from national radio station WSM saw her perform at a banker's convention in Centerville and gave her an opportunity to appear on the Grand Ole opry on november 30th 1940 within a week of her performing more than 300 cards telegrams and letters addressed to minnie pearl flooded the radio station's office and so then on december 7th 1940 so like literally the very next week the name minnie pearl appeared among the opry cast listing for the first time in the weekly radio guide of the nashville tennesseean newspaper slotted in the eight 45 segment so so cool yeah I also saw this like I watched this little interview with her that she had where she talked about how she had this character of Minnie Pearl but then once she had the Grand Ole Opry she was like talking to a friend and he was kind of like you need to make your character like from somewhere like you have to make it from somewhere so people can connect with it somehow Mm -hmm. so it was based off of her home, small hometown of Centerville, but she didn't necessarily like want to make her old hometown like mad by it. Oh. So what she did is she kind of created this mythical town called Grinder Switch, which was essentially just a community just outside Centerville that really didn't really consist of anything more than just Railroad Switch. Like there's nothing really there. And so that's why she like came up with that so it wouldn't offend anyone. But a lot of the characters in her little bit was definitely inspired by people from home, which I thought was cute. Mm -hmm. I also
1: love that people like sent her letters. I'm sure that doesn't happen as often anymore, you know?
0: Or, like, you do because so well that they just send 300 cards yeah. and letters just to the to the radio office, That's just addressed to them, cute. not knowing for sure how to get it to her. I know. I thought that was yeah, sweet, too. I just love that. Mm-hmm. And the success of this debut on the show began an association with the Grand Ole Opry that would, like I mentioned, continued for more than 50 years. I'm going to talk a little bit about her routine and kind of like the essentials of the Minnie Pearl character. So it was obviously, like, very satirical but like a gentle satirical she didn't mean you know mean to be nasty but it was definitely making fun of rural southern culture often called quote hillbilly culture she was dressed in a frilly down-home dress and wore a hat with a price tag hanging from it displaying the (laughs) 198 price and what's funny is again like i saw an interview with her which by the way there's like she's obviously a very funny lady and also like very self-aware like she's kind of like yeah, I created this funny character, but she seems very smart and wise. And so Mm. she told this story about how the hat became a trademark just completely by accident because she went and bought the hat right before her show and then like actually forgot to take the price tag off and it was just displaying this thing in the back and <laughs> and and then people thought that was like so funny and like thought that was a part of the bit and so we're like wow like almost like complimenting her on like how smart that was and she kind of like talked about how like yep well I guess that's in you know it, it's consistent yeah. with the mini pearl persona and so that's that became something funny. she would always have and if you look up pictures of Minnie pearl it's like the big hat with the little price tag mm-hmm. hanging off in the back and it's cute that's way cute uh-huh. and actually with the help of her sister virginia and then coaching from the breeze george d hay she developed a full-fledged comedic character and all these jokes to go with it she became the quintessential small town spinster preoccupied with chasing men and gossiping about her family and neighbors in the mythical town like i mentioned of grinder switch she had her brother uncle nabob and sometime boyfriend in the spring of 1942 she graduated to the elite cast of the opry when she joined the prince albert show which was the half hour of the opry broadcast over the nbc (laughs) radio network not long after receiving her promotion she added a new distinctive touch to her act which was kind of the request of the advertising agency I think they wanted to you know kind of really make a trademark to really make this character stick so originally she would kind of have her like little small howdy like at the beginning of it but then she like shouted this real big like howdy and if you watch Mm -hmm. it it's just immediately recognizable but it also like kind of called for an audience response so that quickly became like one of her trademark things as Minnie Pearl was like very animated howdy that the audience would send right back to her. She often had like a lot of self-deprecating humor involved in her unsuccessful attempts to attract a feller, a feller's attention and in later age her and in later years she would also poke fun at her age. Side note, something that I've noticed about my own Utah accent, I don't know where this came from, but I'll always say like fur like I forgot like that's not even it but like f- instead of f- just like four I'll always say fur and I first got called out when I was recording something okay hold on I'm looking up the lyrics to my own song because I can't remember what line it is right now but I was recording some part of my song with the producer and she was like hey you keep saying fur can you try and say four and I It took me so many times because just instinctually, I would say fur. And then she like made the joke. She's like, oh, it's just your, you know, it's just your Utah accent coming out. And then ever since then, I've like noticed when I'm editing podcasts that I'll always just say fur instead of for. And I anyways, just something I've noticed about myself. That drives me crazy. i never noticed it. (laughs) But maybe you do it too and you don't even know. I know.
1: I'm like, now am I saying it wrong? I don't feel like I am, but...
0: (laughs) I don't know I'm that's trying to think funny. of where it even is in my song but yeah I thought that was funny
1: that's hilarious I think every area has their things uh-huh right? <laughs> definitely they just
0: do. and apparently oh. I don't know if it's like a Sadie thing or if it's a Utah thing but <laughs> that is something that that is my trademark apparently there you go but continuing back to her something that i thought was really sweet is she would usually close her monologues with this exit line of i love you so much it hurts which i thought was really cute oh that's cute i know i'm like i love you so much it hurts that's adorable that's adorable she's just like a cute lady her I little tag her tag and <laughs> she really her is so wholesome <laughs> yeah that's just adorable uh-huh she also would sing comic novelty songs and then would often dance with grandpa jones as the like i think the show and the character developed they would actually like cast people as those characters so it wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. always a monologue like there was a video i watched where she was like interacting with another character from grinder switch and it was really fun like i mentioned she drew a lot of her comic material from her hometown of centerville which (laughs) she just casually switched the name to grinder switch i feel like that would be me like (laughs) I don't know, like, having my own comedic bit, but instead of saying Syracuse, I would just say Antelope Island or something because it's, like, right (laughs) off of it, but no one really lives there, you know? But, like, everyone knows that I'd obviously be making fun of Syracuse. I don't know.
1: That's funny. But without, like, making people who live in Syracuse mad. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's
0: funny. So what I thought was funny is those who knew her, though, recognized that the characters were largely based on actual Centerville residents. Of course. <laughs> exactly. But it actually resulted in a lot more, like, traffic resulted from fans and tourists looking for Grinder Switch. So it almost, like, helped oh. build up that small town of Centerville. And... The Hickman County Highway Department eventually changed the designation on the Grinder Switch Road to Hickman Springs Road. Because I think that's, you know, that was the name that she came up with in her in her little bit. So it put that small town on the map, which I thought was sweet. We're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. So today I'm going to do a country artist that I think is so good. She's kind of like an up and coming one. I bet you've seen her do stuff Ooh, on TikTok because probably. she did like a pop version of Champagne Problems. I think that came out cool. like a, a year ago. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's a country artist, but definitely like the popified version of Champagne Problems. Mm-hmm. But her name is Anna Voss and her Instagram bio is just A-N-N-A-V-A-U-S. Um, yeah, she's honestly just awesome i think she's such a talented artist and songwriter and it's yeah it's amazing and i've been following her on tiktok for a hot second she's she's great on tiktok like her marketing is excellent i don't know if you ever like saw the girl who was like trying to prank call her way onto the jimmy fallon show or like things like that she just does like these funny like so creative things as an artist on TikTok and it's it's inspiring to me so I would recommend her and she also just writes really freaking good songs so what's her username again yeah sorry it's Anna Voss A-N-N-A-V-A-U-S and then on Instagram V-A-U-S. yeah yeah and then on TikTok I mean it's just Anna Voss music if you want to follow her, her on TikTok spelling Voss wrong oh okay that go. makes sense okay I found her But yeah, she's really freaking good.
1: Love rising country music. I swear I see a lot more country music on TikTok than any other. Yeah, I think I do too. Mm -hmm. And I like it. Which is kind of fun. Yeah, I like it a lot too. Cool. Okay. Mine is April Sealbach. Okay. That's how you would say her name. And that is her username as well. It's A P R I L April. And then Seal is S E E L and then bach is like the artist b I, I like
0: this a lot
1: i love it very oh, much i found her excellent. on our instagram explore page and our explore page
0: is excellent I know
1: it's the best i love her bio because it just sums up everything on our feed but she paints it says painting on my pictures of places baking cute cakes and dreaming of the
0: 1960s dreams and
1: that is spot on she basically takes pictures that she took of different places and she paints on them and
0: the cutest they're beautiful retro flower power yep. vibes i'm like i need one i know it literally is exactly like
1: 60s like hippie vibes mm-hmm. and there's like cactuses and red rocks and like all sorts of stuff in it too and I, I love it love so it. much And her cakes are very beautiful, too. I haven't even... Oh, I need to check out her cakes. Yeah, they're down further. She does it like little dots of frosting. Uh Uh-huh. But they are just as like 1960s groovy, which I love. Very consistent. I love it. It's just fun. It's like bright and happy. And I love it. I think it's so creative. And her post that I saw on the Explore page was actually the one that she just recently posted. And I loved the caption, too.
0: Mm-hmm. She said,
1: just over here posting photos and hoping that if I ignore Reels, they will eventually go away, LOL.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> relatable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's how we all feel about Instagram and Reels right now, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. oh she does have prints i think Ooh, yep i'm literally on her website right now she does
1: yes and free u.s shipping they're and excellent they're beautiful oh these are super affordable uh-huh this is the best 8 by 10 prints for 30 dollars and oh, in excellent. u.s shipping is free mm-hmm. so this is the perfect place to start with some local artist collections guys I think this is like some of the most affordable ones we've talked about and that is not a diss I'm glad that they are affordable (laughs) yeah
0: and also like no no hate to the ones who aren't affordable like everyone's got to do their thing but it is nice that you support someone local and you know up and coming without it having to be you know break your bank
1: I like it when sometimes you can find like art to collect that's a little bit more approachable, a little mm-hmm. bit more affordable. Like it's a good starter I agree. place, you know? Mm-hmm. So you could be like, oh, I can buy an 8x10 print for 30 bucks.
0: Well, go check out these amazing artists and DM us yes. someone if you also have found an amazing artist that you think deserves a shout out. And we will do that. Do it, do it. All right, now back to the show. And then she continued portraying that character, Minnie Pearl, for many years on television. She first did it on an. ABC's Ozark Jubilee in the late 1950s. In the 60s she even was on the Carol Burnett show and the Jonathan Winter show whose producer Sam Lovelo recruited her for Hee Haw's cast in 1969 and then this was the long running television sh- series Hee Haw that was you know on CBS and there of course she reached a much wider audi- audience than ever before in her continuing roles. I was kind of confused by this because it says like the continuing roles as a teacher in a one room schoolhouse. How mother in a girl's dormitory editor of the grinder switch gazette and the tough to get along with passenger in the driving miss mini segments so it sounds like she was always Minnie pearl but then they always would just like put her in very unique situations to like be Minnie pearl you know what i mean okay. I don't know, like, how consistent their cinematic universe was, but (laughs) it was always just the goofy southern lady just doing goofy things, I guess. That makes sense. So probably, like, a very, very
1: similar character, even if it wasn't necessarily, like, the same name. Yeah,
0: or at least, like, same name, but, like, maybe she's a teacher one day, and now she's, like, has a daughter. So I'm, like, wondering, like, how consistent that type of thing is. That makes sense. I don't know. Or maybe, like, they would establish, like, oh, she's a teacher today, just... Because of this, like I said, I don't know how consistent <laughs> they were, but it was always mini pearl. Too concerned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were just trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She made several appearances on NBC's The Ford Show, also starring Tennessee Ernie Ford. She also appeared as a celebrity panelist on a game show, such as, that was called Match Game in 1977 and 1978, and then she also was on Hollywood Squares in 1980. So she was like a big. TV personality. Yeah. Her last regular performance on national television was Ralph Emery's Nashville Now, which was a country music talk show on the former The Nashville Network cable channel. And then she performed in a weekly feature called Let Minnie Steal Your Joke in the Minnie Pearl character. And she would actually read jokes submitted by viewers and then they would give prizes for the best jokes, which I thought was a funny Cute. concept. <laughs> that, it. This is so
1: fun. Yeah,
0: I know. And then she made a cameo appearance in the film Coal Miner's Daughter, appearing at the Opry as Minnie Pearl. She just became this huge TV personality, and it sounds like people, you know, definitely recognized. Minnie Pearl as a consistent character that was like all across different channels and different TV shows throughout her career. From 1948 to 1958, she worked the Grand Ole Opry with the veteran comedian Rod Brassfield. They did what was called double comedy, meaning that neither one always played like the straight man. Which essentially means like, sounds like there's like one who tells the joke and one doesn't. They basically oh. were both taking the punchline. So, depending on how they felt, one or the other, you know, would be the funny one. This like funny duo lasted 10 years and it lasted until his death in 1958 which ended their long p- partnership so i love how that it was like an ongoing thing that she continued mm-hmm. doing what was also interesting as far as like her music output as she is technically a country music singer i guess she recorded a half dozen albums and about twice as many singles with such labels as bullet king rca everest and star day but most of her records were actually the comedic monologues that she did But when she did sing, she kind of like exaggerated the flaws in her voice. She had only one hit that was called Giddy Up, Go Answer. That was like a maudlin recitation, which, by the way, is like she was very almost like emphasized like drunk speech that answered like a similar type that someone named red sobbing did but it didn't necessarily reflect her usual comedic style and it became a number 10 hit in 1966 but apparently she like rarely mentions that or like ever acknowledged that later on in her life so interesting yeah so she technically like recorded her comedic routines but i don't think really very many of them were singing unless like the singing was part of the joke so Mm. i did check on spotify and Minnie pearl is is there she doesn't have a lot of listeners because i think you have to know that she's there she has a thousand <laughs> monthly listeners but you can go listen to mini pearls comedic routines as far as her personal life so she married henry cannon who was actually a former army air corps pilot and a partner in the charter airplane service in the capital airways Before long, he actually left Capital Airways and set up his own charter service that specialized in, like, flying people in the country music business. He, like, had so many clients, including Eddie Arnold and his then manager, Tom Parker, Hank Williams, Carl Smith, Webb Pierce, and eventually, like, Elvis Presley. So, basically, he was the private pilot for... Elvis Presley at one point but the number one client was his wife of course and in addition to transporting his wife he actually also managed her career so married this husband in 47, he became basically her private pilot and was her manager which was that crazy. is not a bad way to go not at all <laughs> the couple together had no children and then in 1969 they purchased a large estate home in nashville next to the tennessee governor's mansion so obviously they were doing pretty well for themselves yeah. and then it also mentioned that she attended the brentwood methodist church just to the south of nashville and she donated her pipe organ to that church which i thought it was cool
1: holy cow the tennessee governor's mansion is huge oh really do they always have the governor live there
0: <laughs> is it like i, the White I house? guess <laughs> Or it's like they always i guess because it's tennessee governor's residence so maybe that's
1: weird they gave him the house
0: Wow we don't like our governor as much I guess. (laughs) I'm I'm now looking at it that is very nice. Also today I like worked in a different office than I normally will for my job and like I got into the rich parts of Nashville and I was like oh my goodness because there are all these like little (laughs) nice like southern mini mansions and it was incredible.
1: (laughs) I mean that is one thing about the Midwest in the south if you don't have mountains you can make the house as big as you
0: want <laughs> there's nothing to run into <laughs> yeah it's just flat <laughs> anyways <laughs> this is just kind of like a random tidbit that I thought was funny it's not that necessary but I thought it was funny so there was like a chicken franchise that was like created there was a Nashville entrepreneur John J Hooker who persuaded her and the gospel singer Mahalia Jackson to like lend their names to a chain of fried chicken restaurants that was like basically created to try and compete with KFC. And initially they did well, but then the venture collapsed amid allegations of like accounting irregularities and stock price manipulation. And then this like caused like an investigation by the US like securities and exchange commissions, which they did clear both cannon and sarah jackson of involvement in the financial wrongdoings but both were obviously very embarrassed by the negative publicity that came with having their name associated with that chicken restaurant but i thought that was just like such a funny little tidbit (laughs) that is so interesting since the kfc today we could have had something completely we could have had mini pearl and Mahalia Jackson I don't know how their names were used in the yeah. you know in it but I, I just thought it was funny so as far as like the end of her life so she did suffer with cancer so she had pretty aggressive battles I guess with breast cancer which like included a double mastectomy and radiation therapy but she became a spokesperson for the medical center in Nashville where she had been treated she took on the role as herself Sarah Ophelia Cannon not Minnie Pearl and then a nonprofit group which was called the Minnie Pearl Cancer Foundation was founded in her memory to help fund cancer research the center where she was treated was later named the Sarah Cannon Cancer Center and she has And that has been expanded to at least 20 other hospitals in Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky, Richmond, Virginia, in Missouri, Florida, and even in the UK. And her name has also been lent to the affiliated Sarah Cannon Research Center. So, you know, very sad that she obviously, you know, suffered with those, you know, that that disease but i think it's cool that she kind of found a way to pay it forward started non-profits did a lot of you know speaking on behalf of these medical centers and treatment centers and i'm assuming donated a lot of her time and money to that to you know continue helping people she actually suffered a stroke in June of 1991 that brought her performing career to an end. And then afterwards, she resided in a Nashville nursing home where she received frequent visits from country music industry figures, including Shelley Wright, Vince Gill, and Amy Grant. And then her death on March 4th, 1966 at the age of 83 was attributed to complications from another stroke. And she's now buried at Mount Hope Cemetery in Franklin, Tennessee. As far as though her legacy is that she was like obviously just such an important influence on younger female country music singers and rural humorists, which I thought was a funny term, such as Jerry Clower, Jeff Foxworthy. Bill Engvall Carl Hurley David L. Cook Shonda Pierce Ron White and Larry the Cable Guy in 1992 she was awarded the National Medal of Arts in 2002 she was ranked as number 14 on CMT's 40 Greatest Women in Country Music list and there's actually a bronze statue of Minnie Pearl and Roy Acuff that are displayed in the lobby of the Ryman Auditorium which I think is cool that like still she's such an active part of you know what you see if you were to go visit the Grand Ole Opry and the Ryman Auditorium even today there was actually a museum dedicated to Minnie Pearl that was just right outside the Grand Ole Opry house that was actually next to another museum dedicated to Roy Acuff but that museum closed along with I guess there was like a theme park for it in 1997 and then now most of those artifacts have been moved to the adjacent Grand Ole Opry museum So, you know, even if, you know, I necessarily hadn't heard of Minnie Pearl, that's probably just because I don't know as much as I guess I thought I did about country music, but I think it's really cool that, you know, it seems like the Grand Ole Opry and the Ryman are, you know, making a point to still showcase her and, you know, that she's still getting recognition as one of the greatest women in country music. I would think that she helped put them or country music even on the map, the fact that her routines you know went all over national broadcasts and became such an important figure in television across everything so
1: definitely like I
0: said I don't. I wish I had even more like detailed information on her but what I do think was cool like if you just go on YouTube or I got a lot of this information honestly just from the country music hall of fame's website they have a page of information just on everyone who is in their hall of fame but also included in in the pages they had like videos that had interviews directly with her or even like they had videos of her performances which i think that i realized i need to do better Is sometimes i'll learn all about these artists that we were spotlighting but then sometimes i actually forget to go and partake in their art and like make sure i'm like actually (laughs) watching like their routines or listening to their music or looking at their artwork and so i just spent some time yesterday just like watching the comedic routines and like yeah it's just very sweet and very funny and she obviously like dedicated so much to this character and I I think it's really cool Mm
1: -hmm. that's amazing no how fun and like what a cool part of history
0: I know and then now you know everyone about how country music and you know, what the Grand Ole Opry did. And yeah, there's, if you just look up any picture of Minnie Pearl, you'll see the hat with the little, the little tag hanging from the youngest pictures of her to the oldest pictures of her. They all have that little tag. And I think it's so sweet.
1: I love it when the statues have it too. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's It's such a trademark of her. I just saw a picture of someone did a chicken wire statue of her in Centerville oh really i like made mini pearl out of chicken wire i feel like
0: that's appropriate
1: <laughs> it's very intricate i will say I, i'm gonna look
0: it up oh my gosh like i that. saw it i just didn't even realize that it was chicken wire yeah that's not insane, Isn't that insane? <laughs> yes it's very big too <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's huge it's huge <laughs> <laughs> but then i mean there's also the nice little gold statue with her mm-hmm. sitting on the bench inside the ribbon that you could also look up i love that when you
1: find out that these random little towns have like a celebrity that's like ingrained in their culture that's like oh yeah like where where did you grow up oh you know, Centerville,
0: Tennessee is like, oh, what is it famous for?
1: Mini Pearl, you know? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Like literally I just Googled Centerville and the sign says Centerville, home of Mini Pearl. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also,
1: I did double check and apparently every single state except for five all have governor's mansions. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and yes, we do have one oh. in Utah. And apparently the governors actually do live in them.
0: Oh nice. So I guess there's an incentive to go become governor.
1: I guess, but I will say that the the Nashville governor's mansion is
0: much nicer. Is much nicer than the
1: Utah one. <laughs> Good. To and know. that's not to like hate on the Utah one because it is a very nice home. But
0: the um, the Tennessee one definitely has a bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I just looked up too the Centerville population and as of twenty twenty, they have three thousand five hundred and sixty one people in that town so that's it's still little. a very very small town that's cute uh-huh very very I tiny love that and i'm
1: sure it was even less when she when she lived there i mean to put that in comparison your hometown syracuse has thirty thousand people and syracuse <laughs> is a pretty small town and mine has about the same clearfield
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah
1: and i would not consider them big so. no
0: <laughs> no People have been asking me, like, "Oh, like, are you from a small town?" I was like, "I mean, yes, but like, not yes, not, not like really. a farm small town in the way that you're thinking."
1: <laughs> yeah, like I always just say the suburbs.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm like. I it's mean, suburb, compared suburban to Nashville, it was a small town. Yes, very true.
1: <laughs> Six hundred thousand people. Yes.
0: Well, anyways, there is Mini Pearl. Sorry, it's a shorter episode today, but I, you know, had a that's spotlight a okay. fellow now Tennessean so
1: how exciting oh, and I love that like your first week in Nashville you were already at the country hall music
0: I mean I was definitely
1: hall, definitely pushing it to go hall. to it there we so. go I could not figure out what order those words went in but you were already <laughs> yes. looking for a female
0: artist you know that you I was know I know I literally was like taking pictures of all these displays of like oh potential one to cover because I don't really know a lot about them But I'll have to, I'll pace myself. Don't worry. It won't just be a country music artist from here on out. (laughs) That's okay.
1: (gasps) I swear, like, that's one of my favorite things about doing the podcast is I'm constantly screenshotting things. Like an article will pop up and it's like, little known female artist. And I'm like, (laughs)
0: excellent. Yep. (laughs) Saving that. (laughs) Uh I love it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, well, thanks for talking about Mini Pearl. You're welcome. I'm so excited about that. I'll have to remember to go check out some of her performances and of course we'll have more pictures some video of mini pearl excellent if I can pull it off we'll see cool
0: well thank you everyone for yeah. being here and we will be back next week goodbye goodbye, goodbye.